Okay, today's daf is daf chabet, and in yesterday's shiur towards the end, we we saw the debate regarding um, things that happen on Shabbos and how it related to if someone inadvertently left something on the stove, like on Shabbos that wasn't garufakatum, the consequences as a result of that. And if you recall, we saw a debate between Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Hud, Rabbi Yochanan Asandla, and Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi in terms of. Is it also to you, also, also, or, or also to somebody else? And the difference between if you did so, Shogun or Meizu doing it on Shabbos, and we tried to connect that also to the the case of if someone left it on a stove that wasn't Garufa Katum, if you recall. And um, and we said that there, because they ended up being, initially they said, oh yeah, it's, it's um, we said, Yochal, Meizu lo Yochal, and then, however, after a while, there was a chasha, the people sort of leaving things on purpose, saying, oh, I forgot, and relying on the halacha that it's Meizu, it's okay, okay, if it's not Garufa Katum. So they said, you know, forget it, Shogeng Meizu doesn't make a difference. And then we said, and we tried to bring down a kasha Rabbi Yochanan, who ruled leniently like Rabbi Meir, that if there's a difference between Shogeng and Meizid. And the answer was, look, that makes, because again, difference between Shogeng and Meizid, if it happened on Shabbos itself. And we said that actually there were more machmir uh, later regarding leaving from Erev Shabbos onto Shabbos, because that's more likely people would sort of use the cover story, oh, oops, it was by mistake, but do it deliberately. But there weren't Nechsha, people would actually mamash cook on Shabbos and say, oh, it was by mistake, right? Um, that's that's how we ended the daf. And now well, the Gemara continues by um, connecting it once again back to this, um, when they, people, again, this law that they will end up being more machmi regarding someone leaves it on from Shabbos, uh, even if it was a case of Shogeg, because people used to start it saying it was by mistake, okay? And it says, Chazru Lomar, so they ended up saying that if uh, regarding a tavshil that um, that's uh, the yafelo, uh, meaning if it's a tavshil that only when it starts improving, okay, by the way of it being on, that's when they made the xera of shogegatu mezid. Okay, not the Xer really, but they said it, there were nechshad people who started doing, um, you know, doing it deliberately. However, it's something mistamek varalo, if something that's the longer it's on there, as it shrivels up and shrinks, it's actually going to be detrimental to the food. Then there wasn't a concern that people would do in that situation, do it deliberately and say it was by mistake because it wouldn't be advantageous to them. So therefore, didn't make Xer in that case. Okay, fine. Okay, let's continue. So, give me examples of those things that, add, the longer they're cooking, as they shrink, it actually improves the taste. So, go on. Well, these are akruv. This is cabbage, afunim peas, or, or basar taruf, which is uh, like minced meat. So, and Rabbi Tarufon Bar Eli says afroshe lefatot, even the heads of turnips, the roshe kaflutot, which is like a, uh, I think, leek. Asu asu otan ketavshu and all these things asu otan ketavshu shumitsda mekfiyafelo. These are the type of things that the longer they're on, actually, the better they get. And the question was about what about beitzim? What about eggs? Beitzim mahen. So Rabbi Yossi b'shem Rabbi Yishmael said. So Rabbi Yossi said, "Abba ala lebeito umatza sham chamin veitir." So he went into the house, according to Rabbi Yossi, I assume that, um, and he found that the that the hot water was left. On a stovetop, such that hadn't wasn't gorufa chatum, and he says, "Okay, it's fine." However, because that's misdamek veralo when it comes to water. However, when it came to the beitzim asar, he said it was asul. Mashma what the beitzim amitzamek veyafelo. The longer they're on there, 
So Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Natan, B'shem Rabbi Chamas, Bar says, Ani v'Aba, me and Aba, Alinu went to Chamat Geder, which is a location. They brought us these eggs that are so small, Beitim Ketanim Kechuzrin, or Kechuzrin, Uzrin is another Shinogirse, which is like these small sorb apples or crab apples, I think it is. Vatam and Yafer, and they were so delicious, Kepankrisin, which is, Ruchayim says it's some sort of like a fruit. So you see that, again, the eggs, the longer they're on, sometimes it's actually Mitzamek Ve'afer, that actually improves the flavor. Okay, so that really closes off that little piece to understand there's actually with this Chashash, when it comes to leaving things on, on a fire that wasn't, that wasn't, um, wasn't Grufa Katum, there, initially there was a difference in Shogun and Mezid. Then we said, actually, people were just using, started saying, you were doing it deliberately and saying it was by mistake. So the Gemara says, and therefore they made it, for Shogeg, but then they said actually only when it really makes sense to say that someone would do it deliberately and just pretend it was Bishogeg, meaning things that were beneficial to be on the fire longer and not things that would. Okay, let's continue. Um, so Loting Mela So a woman should fill up a pot full of these different types of legumes. Uh lupines. Shouldn't do that from Erev Shabbos into Shabbos. Why? Because we're concerned with these things. Okay. If, you, if she did that, then the Asur Shabbos means she has to wait the time it would take to actually cook these on Shabbos. So she has to wait that time after Shabbos before she can benefit from it. Okay. So I might share the sheet from yesterday, actually, just so we remember the difference she taught. Okay. If you, um, you'll see in a moment why. And again, uh, so so Rabbi Meir, so Rab Acha says, "Bemezid, it's Karibi Meir." The situation we must be talking about, which she did it deliberately, and that would be Shitat Meir, Meir, because if you recall, Rabbi Meir says it's Asur until Motzei Shabbos. Okay, um, I have to fix something on this chart that I wasn't wasn't clear with yesterday. You'll see why in a moment. And why does that be Mezid? Because Rabbi Meir says if it was done Beshogeg, by mistake, then it's Muta. You like to get Hana from it. It's only Bemezid that, that it's a problem. However, Rabbi Yossi says, actually, actually says it's a case of Beshogeg. And that's Rabbi Yehuda. Because again, Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says that it's Asur to Motzei Shabbos um, in the case of Mezid. Okay? So in other words, so back to this case, if you put it on, if, if she left it on this, Kedera Asiyot Vaturmusim, it's Asur unto Motzei Shabbos Bechadei He's, the first understanding that must be Rebmer that she did it, did it deliberately. And, and the second understanding, Rebbe Yossi says, actually, this could be this is actually Rebbe Yehuda, and the case is where she did it by Shogig by mistake. So, Amrab Mana, Yehuda Rebbe Actually, Rebbe Yossi's understanding, this is like Rebbe Yehuda, this case, the second line. That is, that makes more sense. Because it says as follows, If someone plants on Shabbat, if he does it Beshogeg, Yekeyem, he can keep it there. The maze, if he's deliberately Yakor, he has to pull it out of the ground. However, if he does during Shemitah, beim b'shogeg, beim b'meizid yakor. It doesn't make a difference if you plant by mistake or deliberately you have to pull that out of the ground. So in other words, we see according to the Chachamim, we're more machmir by Shemitah. And where Rabbi Yehuda says, we're more machmir by Shabbos. Why? An hotel b'shabbos, if someone plants on Shabbos, beim b'shogeg, beim b'meizid, where the shogeg or meizid, yakor, you've got to pull out of the, you've got to pull it out of the ground. Or b'shvir on Shemit, it's shogeg, yekeyem or meizid yakor. So let's try and understand. Should Rabbi Yehuda, why is Rabbi Yehuda more machmir with Shabbos? Lama shahanayat Shabbos alav. Okay, because since you've got hanaa from a malacha that was performed on Shabbos, you're not allowed to derive any benefit from it. That's why if it was shogig or mezid, is choshesh about someone getting hanaa from um, from, uh, from any benefit from malacha done on Shabbos planting. Okay, 
וכאן, and in our case, מכיוון שאת אומר ימתין למוצאי שבת כדי שיעשו, כמי שלא נהנה מאחמד שבס כלום. And therefore, what does he say in that brighter? In other words, it's Shidra Rabbi Yehuda that's Choshesh for getting Hana'a from Shabbos. And in our case, where the person said, where he left, with this Isha left the Kedera on Asisyon, on Turmusim, it says, you've got to leave it till Motzei Shabbos, Kedei Shiyasu, that's in order not to derive, what not to derive Hana'a from Shabbos, Malachadana Shabbos. And if you wait Kedei Shiyasu, you're no longer getting Hana'a from the fact that you did Malachadana Shabbos, because you didn't save any time anymore. You hear? Now, this is very important. Now, why are we saying that ah, that brighter must be shit at Rebbe Yehuda? Because you see, it's Rebbe Yehuda that's, that is concerned of someone deriving benefit from Hana on Shabbos. If you look on the sheet here, when it comes to Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Meir is not concerned of someone getting Hana from Shabbos because if he did a Bashog, he's allowed to get Hana, he's not get a drive Hana from it. And something I have to correct from yesterday, if he did it bemazed, the way Rebbe Chaim explains it here, he'd be able to, you're not allowed to get Hana on Shabbos because you're not allowed to get Malach on Shabbos. But you would be able to have it immediately after Shabbos. Okay? That's the understanding according to Reb Chaim explains the Sugi here. I'm not sure if I said that yesterday. But that's a major difference between Rebbe, Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Huda. Not just the Shogging Mezi difference, but also Hanayat Shabbos. I mean, Rebbe Huda says, even as the Shogi kind of Hanah, because I don't want to get Hanah from Shabbos, whereas the Hanah derived from Malach and Shabbos isn't necessarily such a problem, because the Shogi Rebbe Meir says you can have it straight away. And if for Mezi, you'd be able to have it immediately after Shabbos. You just can't get Hanah on Shabbos itself. Okay? So that's why that bride that said this Isha that put the Kedera of Asisiot and Shumasim and put on the pot on Erev Shabbos in Chashecha, she can't get a Kedesh Yas, so who must that be? It must be Shittat Rebbe Yehuda, because he's the one that has this idea of not driving Hanar for Shabbos. And it must be, again, if you want to understand Shittat Rebbe Yehuda, it must be talking about a case of Shogeg. Okay, that she left it on the stove b'shogeg because if she did it mamezid, if you recall, Rabbi Yehuda says there's a knas you can't get asu olamit, as you can see in the third column from that sheet yesterday. Okay, okay, let's continue. Umar taimud the rabbanan. So let's go back to our debate now. So why is it the rabbanan? If you recall, it's the rabbanan that are more machmir by shvit and not shabbos. Okay, we understand why. Uh, why the rebuild is more machmir by Shabbos because he says I don't want to get any drive any benefit from something done on Shabbos. Why is rebuild more? Why is the chachamim more machmir by shmita? So we say nechshedu al shvid v'lo nechshedu al shmita because the understanding is people are suspected to doing be over on the isur of shvid. Then it's a Shabbos, which is uh, people again shorter period of time. Um, a much more chamur, uh, the, the punishment. So people, more, the, the, it, it seemed to me in practice, people more nechshad to violate Shvit. That's what we machmir with the Shvita. And therefore, therefore uh, there's more of a reason people say, oh, it was by mistake, like then they were attempted to do it deliberately. How, or, Dabar Acher, we've got a different reason. Why? Because monim Shviyot monim Because when you plant something on Shmita, that's going to be number one. And if suddenly year number four, uh, not no, yeah, sorry, year number seven, if year number three, people are starting saying well, it's Karim Ravai or Neta Ravai, it's in its fourth field, it'll, it'll be obvious you planted this thing during Shemitah year. But whereas if you planted something on Shabbos, the fact you eat its fruit three, four years later, if it was done Bishogeg, people won't know the difference, won't know that it was planted on a Shabbos. But it's almost like screaming, this is a Shemitah planted tree, that's why it's more mach, that's why Chachim more mach with Shemitah, even Bishogeg. Okay, and we've seen this sugi before, by the way. It might sound familiar. Let's continue. What's a heichi avide? Meaning, my my nafki mean. What's the difference in the two different svarot? Not tapachot mishloshim of nei shviit v'nichnas al shviit. 
The one difference is if you planted it within Tosefet Shvi'it, with less than 30 days before Shemitah. Because in Tema Chashad, if it's because of Chashad, well, there's Enkan Chashad, because you're planting not during the Shemitah year. Okay? However, in Tema, if you say Monim, if it's got to do with a Minyan, well, you only st- if it's planted less than 30 days, or really should be taken root, but it's that t- less than 30 days before Shemitah, you only start counting you one when? In Shemitah. So the concern would also apply in that situation as well, because it will appear like when you start enjoying the Kerem or Neta Ravai in the third year, it will, look, it will, appear, it will be quite clear this was a Shemitah planted tree. It will look like it, okay? Um, fine. Let's continue. However, nata, or, or another napkin is natapachot loshim yom lifnei shminit, or the, within the last 30 days of the Shemitah year. And it's nichnesul shminit. In Tema Chashad, if it's got the concern, well, Yeshchan Chashad is planted during Shemitah. In Tema, if the issue is only because of the Minyan, that's why it's more Machmir Bashmitah, will ain't Kan Minyan, because key number one would be literally the year after, or the Shemitah, the year after Shemitah year. Okay. Now the Gemara says that this seems to, Shita Rabbi Yehuda, however, again, very different ways of explaining this piece, but Rabbi Chaim uh, says, but when it comes to Rabbi Yehuda, Ata Kamanda Amad Bnei Chashad, that the primary concern is suspicion. Why? Baram Kamanda Amad Bnei Minyan, because if it's because of Minyan, then it shouldn't make a difference between Shogging and Amazed. And if you remember, once again, Rabbi, Shir, it's, it's, um, Rabbi Yehuda sorry, is, uh, is more makil to say that there's a difference. In Shemitah, there is a difference between Shogging and Amazed. It's only Chachamim that says a, there's no difference Shogging and Amazed. So therefore, the fact that there's a difference between Shogging and Amazed means it's not concerned of this idea of a counting. Count, that when you count back, you'll see this is, was planted in the Shemitah year. Okay? Next, natal milyom. What if you took the pot off? Okay, you had a pot on the fire coming before Shabbos. You took it off before Shabbos and you put it on before Shabbos. There's no question. There's no problem. You can put it back on before Shabbos. That's Avadai. If if you took it off after dark, meaning it's Shabbos, you can do Chazara, provided all the conditions of Chazara fulfilled. What happens to natal milyom? What if you took it off before Shabbos and it's in your hands and Shabbos comes in? Can you put it back on again? Okay. What's a din there? Um, so there are two ways to explain this. One is it's left as a question. And the other explanation is, this Reb Chaim brings both, is what we're about to say answers the question. So Reb Simon says, uh, says detray is not really detray. There's two different gears out here in the Shino Noshoi. It could be bar tadai or bar ada, different ways. And in any event, it says, b'shem Rebbe Yoshoa, hinichu ba'ares asur letaltalo. So this could be two ways of understanding this once again. It is an answer that as long as it's in your hands, if you took it off on Erev Shabbos, you can put it back on. Okay. Now they're understanding this whole din altogether. When it comes to the laws of Chazara, if you want to put something back on the fire, you have to still be holding it. Because if you put it on the floor, even if it's piping hot, you can't put it back on the fire. It looks like you're, you know, Mavasha Bashabas or whatever it is. Now, Din Chazara has to look like you're in Chazara and not, um, you know, once you put it down, it's game over. Okay. Okay, Rabbi Lazar B'Shem Rabbi Shai says, it was Meshara He said, I used to attend to Rabbi Chia Hagadol. Vaiti Ma'alelochamim, what I used to do, I used to get some, like a, a kettle of like, or some hot water. I'd go midiota tachton lediota nonasha. I'd go from downstairs to upstairs. Umachzion, I'd put it back on the stove. <clears throat> so Mashmi, he says, even if you go makom la makom, it's not a problem doing Chazara. I'm Rabbi Yuri Bar Shimon. I feel mikira shehevle mu'et, mu'at lakira shehevle mu'roba. When you're doing Dine Chazara, it doesn't have to go to the same heat source that it was on previously. You can even take it off from a cooler one to a hotter one. I mean, obviously they're both hot, but even to a relatively hotter one. Okay? So, Amarav, Imi Zimnim Sagin Yatvin Kamei Ragoshaya. Velo Shamin Mena Adam Ilta. 
So Rav Yimis responded, there were many times I was before Rabbi Yoshaya, and I never heard such a thing. So the response of the Chachamim says, Amr Abzirka, the Rabzira, Lo Asur. Just because you never heard him permit, it doesn't mean it's Asur. You never heard it, doesn't mean anything. You, don't, you can't, therefore, don't reject this Mamra that says you can take it from like a, 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 one heat source to a higher one. Okay. Next. What happens though, Talubi Ated? So we saw that according to, um, we saw uh, Rabbi Simon, that he said in no, Roshaya, that if you place it on the floor, you can't put it back. Now, the question is, is it because you place it on the floor that it's a problem? Or is it because it's no longer in your hands? The nafgimin would be, what if I put on a hook, like it was hanging, or I put it on the top of it on a table? Is that, is that, does that ruin it for me or not? So we say, actually, mutar So he says, actually, if it's boiling hot, then it's mutar. If not, then it's asu. Uh, Moshe actually says, Pashutlan, he actually answered it. This is actually really the answer, that in other words, if you put on a, a safsal or a yated, then it depends if it's mufucham or not. Okay, mufucham meaning boiling. <clears throat> he says quite, the diff- quite differently that it, the difference is if you actually take your hand off it in other words even if it's boiling as long as your hand is still holding the Kedera then it's okay meaning I'll read you Rab Chaim he says as long as your hand is still holding it and in that manner, even if it's a peg, it's okay. Right? In other words, the example is, you've taken it off taken off the thing and you put it on the table, it has to be boiling and you have to still be holding it. Because if you let your hands off it, according to what we just learned, according to the Shibra Rabbi Yochanan Baramaraya, then it would be a problem. Okay? Fine. Next, halacha, halacha bit. Tanur says, now we're talking about an oven. Now an oven is very different than a stove. Stove top, we put the things on top before. You can recall the heat source was underneath it and it had a place for two pots. Okay. Here a tanur was like, we explained one, like a big cone. The fire was in there, used to stick uh, bread on the inside of it, on the walls, and it had generated much more heat. Okay. So a tanur, even if it's um, fired up with the... The um, like as we said, some straw or bristle and the like that's not going to produce coals. Still, you can't put anything but tocha, ben mitocha, ben maagava. You can put it inside or on top of it, nowhere. Now, why is that? Reb Chaim brings that explanation. He says lefisha hevla gadol, gadol, because it produces so much heat. It doesn't even appear like it's the coals have been scraped out. And now, what's going to happen? You'll end up placing it on a kira. That isn't garuf and So it sounds like you go there, the tanu mishub kira. Okay. Again, the idea is because it's incredibly hot. Now, what about this kupach? A kupach is a smaller single stove top um, implement. Oh, kli, if you like. And there, the difference is it produces a lot more heat. In other words, heat than, than a normal uh, kira because it's more contained. Okay. Um, but it's not obviously like a tanur. So it's somewhere between a tour and kira. So if it's done with straw and bristle and the like, we say it's like a stove, then it's you can leave things on it. However, the gefet of eighteen, if you filled it with those things that produce coals, then it's like a tanur. So you can't put anything in it, on it, or you'll see soon even next to it. Okay, that's the so somewhere in between. Let's continue. Tanur Tani 
Um, as we just said, as I said to you now, that when it comes to Torah, you can't even put anything near it. Okay? Um, uh, uh, fine. So, Rav Imi, Samich Adira de Tanura. So, Rav Shimi placed something near the Avir of the Tanur. Amrali Rav Mana, one second, Atani Bar Kafra, Bar Kafra said, Afilus Lismoklo, you can't even put it near a Tanur, and it's left as, uh, uh, left as that, meaning there is like, either he didn't know Bar Kafra, what, what uh, Bar Kafra said, but uh, he was uh, told off for it. Let's continue. Rav Mana, Mekil in Ashaya. Mekil is not as in lenient, but Mezalzel, Mekalel, he, he rebuked, he was Goer. Benashim, Teshatchan Big Dehun Avir de Tanura. The, the, what they would do, they wet clothes, they would hang them by the airspace of a tanur to dry them off. Now, the question is why? One understanding is because you're basically heating up the water inside, it's mavashel. Or Inami, Rav Chaim says, another understanding was concerned that there would sunny chate that starts stoking the coals and like to cool it, like to, um, to, to dry it off quicker. Okay, fine. Rav Yudam Bar Ishmael, Hori Midochak. He was Hori Midochak, meaning he was, um, he taught in pressing circumstances, to what? Migruf Tanura, to scrape out the coals of a Tanur, and put up three bricks, because if you remember before, we said you can't put on the floor of a Kira. So, so too, the three bricks were so you could put it, wouldn't put on the floor of the Tanur. And we said one understanding was because of either, because um, of um, Hatman or something like that. We brought more expenses yesterday. Umir Ma'aleon put it on top of it. Ubelachud, Loyadin Migirayat. That you don't let the neighbors know. <laughs> which is an interesting uh, explanation here. Now, the question is, why did he even allow? We just said, if it's Garufa Katu, when it comes to Tanur, you're not allowed to put anything inside it, on top, inside it, next to it. <clears throat> so it seems to be, I, I checked this up in the art scroll, he, brought, he, he quoted, I can't remember quoted, but he, but he cited Ramin Khanalel, that there seems to be that he understood there's a difference between different types of Tanurim, the home Tanur or a professional Tanur. And a home Tanur doesn't have the same type of hevel as a heat as a big tanur. And when the mission was talking about this chumrah of a tanur, it's talking about a major tanur. And therefore, Mishat Dochaki said, really, actually, the home tanur, there's a difference. So therefore, you can treat it like a kiraim. You can put it inside it, as long as you prop it up on three bricks. And it's not going to be a problem. Um, <clears throat> but again, don't let everyone else know about it, because not everyone, like, because uh, we don't people to make her with the laws of Shabbos. Okay. Amra Yossi, Bishabat Atama Lecha Chare Seko, Atama Lecha Gifufo. Now here, there's a lot to say. Meaning, the definition of a kupach, we saw in Shabbos, if it's defined as a tanur, or if it's defined as a kiraim, for the laws of shihiyah, it depends on what the heseko. Well, the simple understanding is what you fueled it with, like we saw in Amishnah. Was it kashkagavava, or was it eitzim um, gefet and eitzim? That's what we saw in Amishnah. Um, a, another a, another uh, explanation, Reb Chaim, says, is where you're firing it from, whether the fire is inside it or next door. There are different explanations. However, when it comes to Tuma, I mean, the laws of Tuma and Tara you'll see in a moment, it depends on gif, Gifufo. Gifufo is uh, like the, the edges or th- something like that. But um, what's the difference? Because it depends, according to Rabchaim's first explanation, what does it mean Gifufo? He, he says it depends on how you're going to be using it. Meaning, because this, this small kupach could be used for, it could be used for, Cooking or could use for baking. If it's used for cooking, it's like a kira then. And if it's used for baking, meaning it sticks things to the walls of it, then it's like a tanur. So what nafkiminas does it have for the laws in Tumantara? It's got the laws of when the clay is considered finished. Meaning a newly fashioned tanur, meaning that you've made it out of earthenware, is not yet considered acceptable to until it's completed. The fact that it's structurally completed it looks like it's finished, it's not finished unless it's once it's been fired 
has its first like brought to a level of heat, like in a kiln, if you like. So again, for a tanur, it is kedela um, sufganim. We got Chanukah now, got Sufganiot, but like spongy cakes is, is the idea, right? And there has to be enough fire to produce to, for that purpose. And for Kiraim, it's Kedei Levashel Beitzakala to cook the, the, a very uh, a, a, um, chicken's egg scrambled and easiest, like the smallest amount of fire you need for cooking purposes. So again, the difference for Tuma depends on what you're using it for, not how you've fired it up. That's one explanation. Another explanation Reb Chaim brings, again, for Tuma and Tara, how you define it is not what you're going to be using it for, but where the opening is. If the opening of Kupach is Minatzad, it's a Katanur for all the laws of Tumatar, as we've said in terms of Gemara Malacha. And if the opening is at the top of this Kupach, then it is like a, a it is like a Kirai. Okay, fine. Let's learn this mix now. You can't put an egg next to a Mecham, which is a, a like a, a, a urn. In order to can be lightly roasted. Now, this is even though you've taken off the fire, because all we're starting to learn now is what things called toldata ha or, like toldata esh, if you like, or toldata chama or toldata shemesh, meaning things that have been heated by a fire and they are now themselves a heat source, or things that are heated up by the sun. So here's something that's heated up by uh, the, the uh, heat source, meaning, meaning fire, and you've taken it off. So you can't put an egg next to it in order to effectively cook it or lightly roast it. Similarly, below Fikinabusudarim, you can't also. A wrap it up in a garment that's been out, out, left outside on a boiling hot day in order to uh, cook it. Okay, so crack it in this thing and roast uh, and, and fry it that way. Now, Rebbe Huda Hirosi Hava is matir. Now, there's two ways to explain this. Pademosh explains it like I'm familiar with in the Mishnayas, or probably like the Bavli. I think it's like the Bavli as well. That is that is cholek on the case of what's called toldata chama, something that's heated up by the sun. Have a toldata or something that's been heated up by the fire. Then he would agree that would be a similar problem. However, Abhaim actually says he's cholok in the, within Yerushalmi, he's actually cholok on both. Meaning only things that are, that are mamash in direct contact with a heat source, that would be a problematic, but something that's uh, heated by derivative of a heat source, Rabbi Yossi says, is not a problem. It's not the malachar of cooking. And you'll see why he says that towards the end of the shir. Okay? Um, but, and that's, I think it's clear from the Peshach of Abhaim. Similarly, you also know heated up in like sand, like sand or dust from the or soil from the road that's in piping hot from the, the sun um, in order to roast it. Now, why can't you do that? In, in other words, one of the things Rabbi Yossi would agree, we might see this later, I can't remember, but um, but that's because there, even though it's a derivative, heated by something, it's not a heat source in its own right, people would easily confuse that with, you know, Putting it, uh, heating up with like cinders and other ash and things like that, that are mamasha heat source themselves. Okay. Masa shasuan she teveria. What did you have? Visilon shell sonim, but toch ama shell chamim. What did you go to a pipe? And they, the people of teveria, and they put this pipe, they passed it through the chamei teveria. Okay. And they put cold water through it. And as the cold water went through it, what happened? It came out hot. And they do this on Shabbat, right? Um, if you're doing this on Shabbat, I hold it, we understand this is like equivalent of if it was heated up by like a proper fiery heat source, and therefore it'd be also to get any benefit from it. So you can't wash and you can't uh, drink from it. And if it's in Yom Tov, then it's like any other food that's heated by a heat source on Yom Tov on a fire. And therefore, we'll discuss this, you're not allowed to wash with it. Because um, that's not ochel nefesh, but you would be able to 
um, you would be able to drink it. Again, we'll discuss this. Mulyar hagaruf shotem emir b'shabbos. A mulyar, now the difference of mulyar and antichli, which two different types of urns. One is here where the, the place to put the coals to heat, heat up this uh, water inside it. The first one is on the side of it. It's much more, therefore the, the heat is much more exposed. So you just pour it in this like little container on the side. So as long as garuf, as long as you pull it out, you're allowed to drink from this little urn on Shabbat. However, antichli, where what it is, it's like an urn, but at its base is an enclosed section right underneath it, in which the coals are put, has much more heat. The heat's much more containing that even if you garuf, even if you pull it out, ain't shot in him and you can't drink from it. Okay. Um, now there's two ways that Reb Chaim explains as follows. He says, uh, he says, gufa, the because kira itself is like heating it and you're putting something on top of it or but here because it's like the whole kot katalim of the whole thing surrounding it it's like it's like it could be issue of atmana he says Okay, he says tarichion, but it needs more thought regarding it. Okay, even though because again there's no issue of stoking because everything's removed, but we might discuss it in more detail later. Let's continue. You can't put a beitza next to the mecha. Okay, tamantanina. So if you recall the Mishnah, that was a machloket. It seemed to be between Rabbi Yossi and Chachamim, and according to Rabbi Chaim, even in the case of this mecham, even in the case where it's toldot ha or meaning uh, you're putting an egg next to a a pot that had been heated up by fire, and that itself is now a heat source. Rabbi Yossi says even in that case it'd be mortar, according to Rabbi Chaim's way. Now the question is why, and this relates to another Mishnah we've seen uh, back in Masechet Chala or Sugya. No, it's Trumot. Sorry, my mistake it was Trumot. No, it was Chala. Um, it says, What happens if you get an uh, apple of uh, that was a trauma and it's been crushed and you use that to in, in dough as a, to cause leavening process? Okay, so you add a vanandal toch isa, and indeed caused it to rise. I mean, it, it, it was an effective leavening agent. We say, asura, it becomes asur. Just to explain, if you recall, we said before that, that even though there's shirima when trauma is battle or not. However, if it's mechametz, if it actually causes, makes this effect, makes a change to cause it to rise, then it's also it doesn't matter the shirin. So what we're saying now, that if you use this trauma apple and place it in this dough, uh, it being crushed, we'll explain why, why in a moment, then it would make it also to azar to eat. So Tan and Rabbi Yossi, however, says it's matir. So Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Rabbi Yossi, Barachinina, says, Ma pligin, went to Machloket, that's when mechametz That's when they get the juice from it. If, however, they use the gufo, meaning you know, the whole apple, we went into this much more detail when we learned this in Mr. Trumot, in terms of exactly what is happening with this apple. However, for simplicity, we'll just leave it as, as like they use the, uh, the apple itself. We say, then it would be, everyone agrees, now the question is, how's it relevant to our sugya? Because there's a machlok, and if you use the, as we say, the meimav, the, the juice, Chachamim said be asu, whereas Rabbi Yossi says muta. So what's the svar of Rabbi Yossi? He says Rabbi Yossi na kedate. Rabbi Yossi is like his own shita. Kemadu amar taman ein chimutzu barur. Ken amar hacha ein tavshil tavshil barur. Meaning, just as there, even though it may have caused some sort of chimutz, since it wasn't a effective quality chimutz, we completely disregard it as being mechametz. It doesn't have the shem of mechametz. So as do here, despite the fact. You've used some sort of uh, heat derivative, meaning it wasn't in direct contact with fire, but it was 
heated, it was cooked by something that was heated by fire. That also he holds, that's not a tavshul gamur. That's not a, really a proper effective. Yeah, it may have cooked it. But for the malach of Shabbos, I need to do bishul. And bishul has to be, an effect, he has a higher standard to define the malacha. So in other words, we see Rebbe Yossi's Lishita Tor, like we see elsewhere back in Mesech the Trumah and Chala. In other words, for chimuts to be a problem, it has to be a chimuts gamur. It has to be a proper chimuts, not something like a, yeah, apple, this apple juice can do it, but it doesn't really do it well. So according to Rebbe Yossi, that's not enough. So to on Shabbos as well. Yes, you might be able to make these little eggs lightly roasted by putting next to this, but the urn that was heated by the fire, but it's not bishul gamur that the Torah is asur, and therefore it would be, uh, therefore he says it's mutar to do so. Okay, again, obviously Chachami disagree, but that's to try and understand, to understand Shidori Okay, Kolto, have a good day, everyone.